Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is God Fog. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of two. So why do we have a propensity to have to know what God is up to before we commit to his instruction? I mean, don't excuse yourself from the table just yet. I did a message titled Discipleship, Equipping the Saints for the Work of Ministry, and it doesn't come with a why we should be being equipped set of instructions. God is not compelled or inclined to explain himself to his kiddies. I mean, when we sing, I surrender all, or take all that I am, are we inserting a subliminal message that reads or sounds something like, as long as you explain yourself to me? After all, I'm committing my entire life to your cause. I have skin in a game, God. So like, what of it? Okay, so maybe this was only my process and everyone else just jumped into deep water, no questions asked. So like, didn't Jesus tell his disciples to get in the boat? And oh, by the way, the devil is going to send a boisterous wind to try to sink the boat to keep me from getting to the country of the Garadines that I might not set a wild man free of a principality or legion of demons that are not only affecting his life, but the region as well. For my Jews are raising pigs, which they ought not be doing since they declare that they are Jews who follow God's law. Mark 4, 35, 5, On the same day when evening had come, he had said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on his my pillow. <laughs> I just added that. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gerardines. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him, and always, night and day, He was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly, that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine, that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about two thousand, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea, and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus 
and saw the one who had been demon-possessed, and had the legion sitting in clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Yes, I included a big bite of scripture, which includes more revelation than Nostradamus's entire life. My thought is, if you eat more meat, you will leave less room for dessert. So what you say, Ken, let's go to Mark 4, 33, 34. As it states, And with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciples. Yes, but the key point, and maybe even question, is, are you his disciple? I mean, you can believe in God and not be his disciple, right? I think based on what I have seen over the last 25 years, is that most of the church is betting on it. Now, I feel perhaps we should consider some context, which is that to most people he told them parables. Matthew 13, 34, 35. All these things Jesus spoke to the multitudes in parables, and without a parable he did not speak to them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. So now, but wait, wait, wait. Yes, I say there is more, and so it is now that we knit a sweater. Now Luke has something he wants to get off his chest, and so it is that I think he was compelled to repeat himself, so as to be sure that we understood that there is a difference between the believer and the believer who desires to also be a disciple of Jesus. There is no doubt in my mind that there is a difference between the two groupy peeps. Learning and doing, faith with works, power exuding from your ministry and calling. These are but just a few attributes that ooze from a disciple. Luke, what say you? In 1426 it states, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and his mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. So I have a message on this titled Family Redefined. Give a listen to get an earful and see if you won't at least for a moment contemplate your current position in God. In this moment, you can simply make a mental list of all the family and relational events that you have placed above being a disciple of God. I've heard the excuses and surely many will be taking the wrong list to heaven. Anything we do to minimize our walk or to diminish our walk with God reduces the value of the cross. The cross effect, in other words, has less value for you unless you are completely sold out to God. And so for a minute, this looks like you are a disciple of God and are making disciples. Luke 14:27, And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. It is interesting when he says, and come after me. So it sounds like we're supposed to be pursuing him. And in his prayer, in John, he said, I pray they are at where I am at. So what does our cross look like? Everything that Jesus looked like, with the exception that our cross doesn't pay the price of sin at all. Suffering properly, going through persecutions if and when they come, passing the tests of God, serving others in love, and maturing as a Christian, eventually moving, feasting on two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on a sesame seed bun. <laughs> you see, TV is dangerous, peeps. I can't even remember my son's birthday. But man, I can unearth some commercial jingles. Pray for me. Luke 14, 33. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. So in case you might have thought Jesus was leaving anything on the table, he wasn't. When he pulled the tablecloth off the table, everything went with it. Now I'm not saying this is easy or that I'm the model for being a disciple. 
I teach because that is what I've been called to do. But I will confess that I do as much as I can to walk according to his plans and purpose for my life. If I had it all down, I would have been taken home by now. Still not a believer? That is, as a believer, there is a difference? Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regards to these messages, but what you can take away from Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.